0: Hey everybody, welcome to the 96th episode of Mathcast. I'm your host, Christian.
1: And I'm your co-host, Levi.
0: And before we get started, just a reminder to please check us out on Patreon if you want to get some cool exclusive benefits like access to our Discord and LiveCast. So the first payment that we're going to talk about is Basil's Kite. And Basil's Kite are a mathcore trio from Wollongong, Australia. Also home of Totally Unicorn.
1: Same town? Same town, Jesus, what a wacky fucking... Jeez, yeah, apparently a
0: Yeah, apparently Wollongong has a bit of a, a little... I mean, there's like a, a very small scene, but it's, it's full of like really dedicated people. And Total Unicorn and Basil's Kite are... They don't share any members? They do not share any members, but funny story. Apparently, Jack, the guitarist of Basil's Kite, the guitarist-vocalist, one of the founding members, he auditioned to be in Total Unicorn, and they wouldn't... <laughs> I guess they didn't let him join the band, ultimately. <laughs> but yeah, I, I saw it on last FM. They, they were described as quote unquote essential gong core. You know, Wollongong. <laughs> yep, yep, amazing. So, yeah, Wollongong is a little city south of Sydney. And uh, they just released their first new album in seven years, Shooting SARS, via our affiliate label, Dark Trail Records, on March 24th. So you can take anything I say after this point with a grain of salt, but this is so fucking good, man. Like, they. I've had this on repeat since they sent me the earliest mixes in. Uh, it was a year and a half ago, like fully, I think August of 2021. I remember you sharing uh, some uh, earlier
1: stuff with me. This this overall is such a, uh, I was telling Christian, just, it's so fun. It's uh, I'm going to compare them automatically to a steak sauce mustache. I just, um that. uh There is like a little, there's a lot of, I mean, there's some humor behind everything, that you know, the titles, but I do want to say as much as it's a fun listen and it's goofy, when you do go into the lyrics, not only are the title's Explain quite well. There's a little bit more to the lyrics. It's not as goofy, you know. So, mm-hmm. um I mean, for everybody out there, you know how I do. Just read the lyrics on this one.
2: Because he he likes, likes the lyrics. Lyrics. He really does. <laughs>
0: he really does. But yeah, they uh, there's a bit of intellectual content. I mean, beneath like the kind of like pee pee poo poo exterior with songs like Baby, you know, you really do get down to like some more deeper like sociopolitical commentary in the lyrics. So I, I appreciate that. You you took notice of that,
1: yeah. There's some yeah. There's some uh, some feeling behind it, you know.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, especially on tracks like "Wiggle," where it's talking about you know eating the rich. You mm-hmm, know, there's there's mm-hmm. definitely a lot to be said about that track. <laughs> you know, the the uh, the wealth imbalance in our world. In, in "A Castaway," you know, it's a, a bit of a, a climate change anxiety. By cl- George. Yeah, by Curious George. There's (laughs) that song. I feel like is one of like the lyrically sort of weaker ones because maybe it's just because I'm I'm really turned off by the Gwen Stefani reference. I'm
1: very confused, but yeah, it's (laughs) it's, 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 once again check it
0: out. Um, That song does bang though. Like, what's funny about that song is it's got like a really dillinger escape plan esque part that follows the shit is bananas part mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it's like a a really like it. it's like the very first dillinger escape plan album kind of groove you know like a basically a 43 percent burnt sort of beat
1: they have uh a very unique track on this uh release uh you know naturally train song
0: train song is is very unique indeed yes
1: uh l- lyrically too um very unique uh I, I i'm that is my favorite track by the way it would be you know Train Song.
0: I love Train Song. Great
1: video, too. These guys pump out so many fucking videos for this release. Thank you. You, Yeah, yeah,
0: they they really have. So they've done music videos for Train Song, done one from Wiggle, Baby, and another one for Sun is Smiling.
1: That's basically half the album.
0: Yeah, they did music videos for half the album. (laughs) Fuck yeah. There's nine tracks on this album. It's under 30 minutes, so it's a a bit on the concise side, but yeah, it, it has a good... A really broad variety of material ranging from like math core to math rock to a bit of like light progressive rock and progressive metal. And even some microtonal shit on Train Song, as Levi was just pointing out. That's what makes that track unique. Is it's the only microtonal song.
1: Thank you for putting the uh, that that label on it. Because I was just like, it's unique, it's different. And what were you saying? Um, they were. Can we? Can you say what they might be working on? A oh bit? yeah,
0: so they. So little cool teaser. Yeah, they've got. They basically have an entire album's worth of microtonal shit behind that track. This is just one of the tracks that just happened to apparently make this album. But yeah, they they've been working on a ton of other microtonal shit as they are. I mean, they're like a mathcore band, but they're also like a microtonal mathcore band in some sense, too, because they've got custom guitars for that material specifically.
1: Fucking unique, man. Just, I mean, just like Total Total Unicorn, you know?
0: Yeah, Um, they're they're doing it different out there in Wollongong, for sure. It's a 10-tone system. I wish I could go into more detail about it, but I'm honestly super ignorant when it comes to microtonal stuff. I have a very, like, limited frame of reference, but... I really enjoy what they're doing, specifically on that track. So I'm glad that you enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. So their last album, Celestial Fuckfest, was definitely more rooted in like math rock. But this, as we're sort of getting around to saying, this new album is definitely more like mathcore, like prog. Absolutely. Frog, and the new direction is definitely going to be, I think, more microtonal for sure. I will say that Seagull is probably my least favorite track. I feel like it just overall, it sort of was a bit undercooked, but it does have that huge breakdown in it.
1: Oh, that track, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate the breakdown. I yeah. was confused which one. I was he like, says killer. Siegel. Okay, yeah. I mean, Trans song naturally. I was saying is my is my favorite track there. Um, but overall, uh, it, this there's there's not a skipper on this album. You know, no, there's really not. Um, there's no filler. Which yeah, is great.
0: even even the opener Baroque Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Which Goddamn name Just back to the song titles Being funny Yeah By Curious George Baroque Obama def- Definitely some Some funny Some funny uh, song titles there But yeah Baroque Obama Is is not a skipper either It's basically just Guitars and a vocalese But it's like It's so Bachish That my the classical music Part of my brain Like won't let me skip it Because the progression Is so good
1: It's a great intro To a, what will be A very funky album Yeah, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> Truly It's like a great I don't It's not an overture But yeah What a What a perfect introduction To just like The kind of the silliness yep. That you're about to get yourself into writings
1: on the wall you know what's going to (laughs) happen
0: but yeah no skips i I would say that castaway is probably the strongest showing on this record overall Hmm. it's a bit it's a bit of a multi-phased one and i feel like it didn't get as much attention during like the uh the album cycle as it should have either it's really it's the only song that has jacob their former bassist um doing all the vocals
1: Oh, maybe maybe that's why they didn't do a video or something for it probably right
0: i I think they hopefully they're going to do one but yeah (laughs) um that That could be one of the reasons for sure. Back Vark. So Back Vark, funny thing about that track is it was originally an instrumental. And I literally was like, why, why aren't you putting vocals on this track? I was like, you should, I was like, you should cut this track or add vocals to it. And they added vocals, and it ended up being like one of my favorite tracks on the album. I think it's actually one of the better tracks. There's a little backstory there. I like that. There's good backstories to every one of these tracks, honestly. My favorite one has got to be Baby, though. What was it? Their description for it is so funny. It's um, a song for the breaking point we all have when adulting gets too hard, when the only exit out of this life is the entry in.
1: <laughs> we all feel that. Don't fucking act like you
0: don't. <laughs> that fucking sends me every time. It's like... I think they sort of felt like it was the weakest track because they put it at the very end of the album. It's also like one of the... This track is seven... This album is seven years in the making too, by the way. They've been working on this shit for literally the last seven years and Baby is like one of the oldest tracks, I believe. Like, yeah, a lot of the tracks are previously... They were all instrumentals, I think. Like, I think Castaway was an instrumental and they've just like added vocals to everything and finally got this out as like a full album, so... Wow. Yeah, it's really quite an undertaking and like just a, a great culmination but yeah, I think we should give him a. Man, I'm torn because there's a lot of significance in Back of Arc for me personally, but Castaway I feel like is objectively the best track. But I also agree with you that Train song is really strong as well. Ooh, you got to pick it. Let's give him Castaway because everyone's, most people have probably heard Train song at this point because there's mm-hmm. a music video for it. Yep. And Castaway I feel like is is just a bit underappreciated just due to its length and its placement in the track listing. So. We're gonna go ahead and play for You Castaway, which is track seven from Shooting Sars, which is Basil's Kite's new album that came out on March 24th via our affiliate label, Dark Trail Records. Here we go. <laughs> I'm
2: part of it all The past ain't gonna take If you are a world, You'll be first against it Time enough to live
0: So that was Castaway, which is track seven from Shooting Sars, which is Basil's Kite's new album that came out on March 24th via our affiliate label, Dark Trail Records. So next, we're going to talk about Telos. And Telos are a dark, hardcore, blackened math core outfit from Copenhagen, Denmark, featuring the homie Victor Kass of Eyes, who we discussed last episode. And uh, more recently, he's also the vocalist of LLNN, so keeping very busy there, fronting three different Danish bands. But the band also now features the entirety of Demersal, who we also love on this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, so a Danish screamo metalcore band, if you will. And as near as I can tell, one of them was also previously an LLNN. So this is very much like Danish extreme music royalty in a sense. You know, it's like the finest pedigree, the very best of the best, or what I would consider anyway.
1: I love that we were just talking about Basil's and Total Unicorn and just having that that local scene vibe, very and then you coming scene. right back to that, and uh, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, so it, there's something in the water out there in Copenhagen, man, because the bands are just so fucking good.
1: I mean, even... I mean, demersal and Telos, i could I could toss in like that twenty percent screamo vibe. you know, their Telos's earlier stuff, I would say was, was a little bit more of that. but yeah, both of them have like this metal corey, you know, blackened kind of vibe that, I mean, you know, Telos is more blackened, but uh, mm. they all have that tinge of screamo, you know, um, and I'm guessing that's why Zegma Beach fucks with them so much.
0: yeah, definitely. <laughs> the Davids are all over stuff like this.
1: Goddamn right they are. Even Demersal, I think. does they not work. escape they, them. Yeah, they, yeah. they work
0: with Demersal for sure. Yeah. yeah, I love Demersal, by the way. That's like one of my favorite, next to Telos and Eyes, probably one of my, my favorite Danish bands. Mm-hmm. And this is so good, man. They are just showing so much range on this record. Much like Eyes, we're seeing a dramatic improvement from the quality of their previous stuff. I mean, they were both sick before, but it's like the songwriting has really been dialed in on both of their most recent albums.
1: This album's been in the works since 2019. I did not know that. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy. Uh, And um, yeah, I I, honestly, just like Eyes, they just with just time and age, just they're just getting better and better and just building more and more and defining their sound. So uh, this, this overall was just a very impressive release.
0: I agree. They're bringing a much broader range of stuff. It's just like way more dynamic compositions when compared to, say, something like Immersed in Green, which we premiered the video back in 2016 which i kind of had to be like holy shit that was a long time mm-hmm. ago but yeah i mean this is it's pretty evident within the first 3 tracks that they are they're they're bringing it much harder on this record for sure
1: This is definitely coming from the Screamo side of things. Um, I'm pretty sure seven separate labels are involved dropping this release. May it be from other countries, and I'm Mm. guessing, you know, different forms of media, like, uh, you know, vinyl, cassette, CD, and stuff. But seven separate fucking labels. So that's how many people are putting their stamp of approval on Telos. So
0: Yeah, it's like that CU Space Cowboy second grade Knife fight split. Yeah, the, the labels are as follows. Vinyl Troll Records, Five Feet Under Records, which are both Danish labels. Uh, I believe Maniacs records, head records. Uh, this one, I'm going to stumble on Pasideric Pat's records, which I believe is Lithuanian, nothing to harvest records and tomb tree, which is, Oh, Canadian.
1: so I guess the Davids with this one, it wouldn't be Zegma. It's, it's the tomb it was, tree, but yeah. yes. Okay, exactly. Sorry, David's.
0: <laughs> yeah. I expect to see this on a lot of year end lists. This is really, really good shit, man. Like, the first half of Never Me is, like, one of the biggest earwigs of the record, too. Especially, like, right around the 32nd mark when that one guitar is chugging and the other one's kind of, like, doing a bit of a slidey ostinato. Is that track one? That's track three.
1: Track three? Okay. Um,
0: yeah, but track the first three tracks, though, are just all fucking bangers. They I mean, bust
1: down the fucking door with dude, those first few tracks.
0: Bastion is a fucking banger, too. It's a bit more, like, on the dissonant side, a bit more on the groovy side. But for me, the record really... I mean, well, Bastion it really starts to pick up there for me, personally. But Never Me is probably my favorite track overall because it's just like so dynamic. I mean, the first half is like gets you really viscerally and then the second half is like almost, you know, it's like atmospheric and melodic and kind of like uh, the most black metal moment of the record even.
1: I'll match you that but I'll raise you Bastion. That's my track. Yeah.
0: Bastion, I have to agree with you is a bit more on the, I don't know, the dissonant side for sure. You know, Blackened Mathcore specifically isn't like super like deeply treaded territory. You know, there's not like mini bands. There's only like a handful of like Mm -hmm. Troop practitioners, them and Plebeian Grandstand and Noise Trail Immersion and maybe like Serpent Column. Definitely more like Noise Trail. I see where you're going there. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it's it's funny because it's like it's almost a bit of a misnomer because none of these bands are really informed by Dillinger Escape Plan or Botch in any way. They're yeah. more it's more that they're bringing kind of an angular and technical sound. That something a band like Converge would bring, you know, also like a bit of like dark atmosphere, which can sort of really be nicely melded with black metal type stuff.
1: The scathiness vocals of Telos also adds to that black inside. I feel you're just going to pick that up from, you know. Yeah.
0: I love Victor's vocals on that note, by the way. And yep. they're so perfectly paired with the other Victor from Demersal who's got a great vocal styling. I mean, his is less broad and less versatile but they blend very They're, unique yeah mm-hmm. very unique indeed a bit more on the screamo side for his vocal style i think as well mm-hmm. and they they just mesh so fucking perfectly on this record too is what i was sort of getting at but victor's got like three distinct styles too you know he's got like his he's got like a his like shrieking high which is probably where the majority of this record sits that's yeah but there's also a low and then there's also sort of like a mid shout so he's really you really hear him just like put on one of his best performances on this record.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: As soon as I heard the single for Smother last year, I knew this was going to be a fucking banger. And I was right. But I'm kind of surprised that Smother didn't make this release. Maybe it was just from a different session
1: yeah it's so overall um i'm uh they didn't get really get into it from what i read but ultimately i was saying uh this album's supposed to come out since 2019 um and i think they hit a few walls just trying to release it so maybe that was just in a different uh, part of the writing process and things like that and it was just a separate single which you know i understand it's all good it's kind of nice it's just, just a separate single kind of you know especially if you're looking at everything on spotify sometimes i'm like oh fuck you didn't stick on the album like oh new one
0: love it Well, if you think that uh, Bastion is the track, we can go and give him that. Yeah, let's do that. All right, so we're going to go ahead and give to you Bastion, which is track two from Delude, which is TELUS's new album that came out on March 18th. Here we go. All right, so that was bastion which is track two from delude or from uh Telus's new album delude which came out on march 18th fucking banger too i think that was the right choice even though i really wanted to play never me selfishly because i like the beginning of that track so much bastion is like the fucking just a, a stomper so next <laughs> cast after dark so next we're going to talk about kaba so Kabahu are a math core, death court trio from Berlin, Germany, by way of Barcelona, as the band was formed in 2008 by the Kukulik brothers, who now reside in Berlin. And uh, although they've been around for like basically 15 years, this is actually their first album. This is their first official <laughs> full-length album. It's mostly been EPs up until this point.
1: This is eight tracks. It's that, it's like 20, what is that? It's uh, 25, what, 23 minutes. Yeah, so it's yeah. like.
0: And some change. It's EP-ish, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's a bit on the concise side, a bit short, and the first track is sort of an atmospheric opener. It's just like an instrumental, but the album is a ripper, though. It's it's definitely a, a fucking a very mosh conscious, downtuned. dissonant kind of death chord some slow and and
1: low going on in here for sure
0: yeah basically if you're a fan of like humanity's last breath or ion d like i think you'll really be into what this band is doing there's a lot of really gross half-step harmonies a lot of just like fat fucking breakdowns a lot of misanthropic lyrics um they're utilizing eight strings so you really get that like a lot of those dissonance and huge atmospheric breakdowns you know yep. atmospheric I think describes a lot of what they're doing
1: you can you can tell they got an eight string
0: going on for sure for sure there's no basis lie from what I can tell yeah it's a bit more on the concise side but this is a fucking great album though mm-hmm. I mean I think the album has been in the making for like three years as well they worked on it all through. this is another pandemic album basically
1: uh, surprise surprise it was a nice little addition they had uh the uh chad capper uh for the uh beast within human that good, was a good lord track. Yeah.
0: that track fucking slaps great music video for that as well what i like about this album is there's like no repeating parts either it's really like way more like, quote unquote math core than their their previous stuff and that there's really no there's no rehashing you know it's mm-hmm. kind of like just a they, they described it as a rhapsody with no repeating parts i mean like riffs will like repeat Uh, themselves but the parts the sections themselves do not repeat
1: oh oh, is that what that means rhapsody well then okay
0: learning learning this episode so i think that it kind of sent them into some territory that was a bit more unconventional outside of like their normal framework Yeah, I think Beast Within Human is the strongest track, though. Against Every Soul was a fucking banger, too, though, honestly. And Natural Selection next to Beast Within Human was probably the strongest track.
1: Beast Within and Suffocate, actually, would be my my second. The opener, the the
0: true opener. The true opener, not the intro, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, basically all the singles. (laughs) They really, like, led with the singles that were the strongest, undoubtedly. Like, Natural Selection hits really super hard, like... You remember dysphoria from Ukraine? Right? Oh,
1: I th- this is all this is, has dysphoria all over it. Absolutely, yeah. Yep, yeah, I'm with you there.
0: Yeah, if you're a fan of of that kind of shit, this is this is meant for you. So I think we should go ahead and give him Beast Within Human because we got Chad on that track. Chad mm-hmm. tears it up. So let's do it. Great. So we're gonna play Beast Within Human featuring Chad Capper of Frontier, and that's off kavahoo's new album Carnivore that came out on March 17th. Here we go.
1: go, <laughs> buddy. We got this.
0: <laughs> I'm not an Apple user. All right, so that was Beast Within Human, which is track three from Carnivore, which is Kava Who's new album that came out on March 17th. So next, we're going to talk about Everything Eats Everything. And Everything Eats Everything are a mathcore trio from Brisbane, Australia. And they just dropped their debut EP, Abusement Park, on January 19th. And holy shit, this is some quality. Like, Although the production is a bit lacking, just to get that out.
1: Yeah, let's just get out. It's of a way. fucking EP.
0: Yep. I mean, what, what do you expect? This is like a super promising debut, though, overall. like Everything that they're doing just is like hard hitting uh, and visceral. It's like really like the down tuned dissonant and more like breakdown heavy variant of modern math core that Mm -hmm. we're seeing a lot more of these days you know it's there's a lot more bands that are channeling danza and ion d at the moment
1: pretty frantic stuff going on here yeah
0: very frantic for sure um a bit like polyrhythmic kind of like car bombish again with like some like the bit like the metallic kind of um textures that they use with like Mm -hmm. the artificial harmonics on the guitars it's just like unhinged you know like uh really explosive compositions that are Again, visceral, I think, is sort of the operative word here.
1: They have a questionable song title. I was kind of wondering about the Downy Meth, Meth Head Rampage. I was a little interested about that, uh, what the meaning behind that was. But um, I didn't look into that. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, you guys want to get back to me on that, just the explanation of that song title. Uh, but, yeah, overall, I thought this was a very frantic, well-balanced uh, EP. Uh, production, like Christian said, um, could be a little better especially with the vocals and everything Um, another critique I do have of this band and sometimes I feel like Christian and I put on like our marketing caps here uh, with with Mathcast but um, everything eats everything is quite hard to look up uh, if I'm googling your
0: name (laughs) it's not exactly SEO what is it no, I was just saying oh. it's not exactly search engine optimized. Oh, or name. that's
1: what. it... Okay, yeah. Um, like on like on Spotify, you, you know, if I type in your full name, it does show up. But ultimately, there's a DJ that is just named uh, "Eats Everything," and this motherfucker has Google like. like everything is on Google is, uh, is this artist. So even if you type in everything eats everything band or album or whatever, like this dude still pops up before they do. So, um, I don't know, just uh, it's a uh, unfortunate for a uh, band, somebody that's trying to find your band.
0: So looking at the, the Downey thing, it, it, all I am finding is a Downey drug bust, 37 pounds of meth found in car during traffic stop, a news headline from ABC in 2018. But, uh, i don't know <laughs> anyway i'm uh, fucking it's, bangs it's spelled, though
1: it's spelled different downy that town is spelled uh, different. yep
0: didn't even notice that good call but yeah um i really like the cp but i don't think that the melodic elements on the closing track quite landed as well as they were hoping Mm-mm. like other than that though it, it's really quality i think every track is, is pretty goddamn strong it, it, it's not like the the melodic elements of the final track are bad but it was sort of a um it wasn't like the strongest note to end the EP on.
1: Yes. Uh, we had this critique last uh, really, last uh, Yeah, we did. What too. band was that? I don't know, but they were... Uh, uh, Suplex.
0: Oh, it was Suplex, yeah. Trying to,
1: trying to pull the sun floor in a way. Yeah,
0: Suplex, I love you guys. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like... I hope you didn't internalize that critique, but yeah, I just... My, my feelings on that track is I just didn't... I didn't quite enjoy it as much as the other ones. I, I did like... Okay, we're talking about a different band now. So I wonder
1: how that, many people but. view us like the two grumpy men from the Muppets.
0: Uh, you know, humans are predictable. They they hear the the critique, and that's the only fucking take. They learn from the negative thing because that's in nature what you you remember that more because it helps you survive. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. side eye. Uh,
1: but yo, overall, I would say uh, "River of Nails" would be my track that I enjoyed the most out of this EP.
0: River of Nails is a banger. Zeit
1: Milk as well.
0: Zeit Milk, the opener, yep. very very strong uh basically the first four tracks you cannot go wrong they're both sub two minutes breakdown heavy and just like fucking down tuned to fuck Mm -hmm. um i would say that ggg is probably the podcast song though ultimately yeah if you get a bit deeper into the cp i think you'll find that ggg has got some of the stronger material but yeah you can't go wrong put your finger on any one of the first four tracks and, and press play you'll you'll have a good time so we're going to play for you GGG, which is track three from Abusement Park, which is Everything Eats Everything's new EP that came out back in January.
1: Is that the first band that got Abusement Park? There has to be some... got a pretty really heavy,
0: heavy, low, low
1: Yeah, it's
0: ish. good.
2: It's good. Anyway, here we go. I'm ready for drink
0: So the reason I wanted to put this on that Gundam Shars counter attack is because it's got this thing that I think became sort of quintessential in later anime, especially like Mecca anime where there's like little side cutaways to the pilot, like while they're like talking and you'll, you'll see like their mech, their, their mobile yeah, suit. Yeah. And rather, then they go to the, yeah, 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 it'll have like a little like side panel, like mm-hmm. a comic book basically. Yep. Like you're like watching a manga. So I really appreciate that. Oh, like, dude,
1: They use that in power Rangers later on too. And everything. Yeah,
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so this is 1988. It was probably, I'm sure that happened in like much older animes where they sort of like tried to use the manga style.
1: As you as you all know, if you if you listen to past episodes of us, uh, we always have some anime playing in the background, uh, quiet, uh, just like with no volume, just there. Explosions,
2: bleh.
0: And if you are a Patreon supporter, you can occasionally, very intermittently, hear us talk about anime on our Patreon exclusive podcast, Anime Cast, which is sadly neglected at this point. We haven't done a new episode in like 18 months. We got to do that.
1: It's a It's always the, the, hey, we got to do this, and we both agree we got to do it, and then we don't do it. We just forget
0: to do it. Yeah, we should, yeah. Hey, we we should do one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, brother. Uh, Okay. So let's close that one out here. All right, so that was GGG, which is track three from Abusement Park, which is Everything Eats Everything's new EP that came out back in January. So next, we're going to talk about the Kidnap soundtrack. And the Kidnapped soundtrack are a mathcore outfit from Houston, Texas. And they just dropped their new EP, Cosmo Fuck Pioneers, back in January, which is their first new recorded material since 2006.
1: Cosmo Fuck, uh, with tracks, with the two tracks, Shapefucker and And Earthfucker. Earthfucker. (laughs) Wow, there's a theme going on here.
0: There's a big fuck theme going on here, indeed. Yeah, so this is a two-track EP, but we felt it was kind of important to talk about this because... The kidnap, prote- the kidnap soundtrack have apparently been around since 2003. I think for like two deck upwards of two decades now.
1: Their last release, American Acupuncture. The production, especially on the vocals, need are, are hurting a little bit. But man, it's it's super Good like though. botch vibes. I was really enjoying that. Yeah,
0: yeah, like you can definitely see this band's progression from their earlier stuff as more of a post-hardcore band on their first EP mm-hmm. to more of a mathcore or metalcore band in the school of botch or bands inspired by botch like the chariot and they they are still to some extent but this new material on this ep specifically is a lot heavier it's a lot more focused on like breakdowns
1: yeah uh especially the the first track shapefucker i thought it was interesting i, I if i was if i was to choose i would switch these two tracks around because i feel like shapefucker has a much stronger ending than Earthfucker. um shapefucker ends with just an amazing breakdown at the end uh and i feel like Earthfucker kind of Drifts out
0: Earthfucker has a very Slow start though So I think that they Felt like they were Leading with the Stronger song overall
2: Hmm. Okay
0: I would say that Shapefucker is the Stronger track for sure I mean I definitely Agree with you there But I mean Yeah I see what you're Saying and thematically Speaking they should Have that breakdown Probably would have Been more fitting for An end of a it would it would have been more fitting for an end of an album though. Basically, like it's for an EP, it's like doesn't matter. Either. With
1: just with just two tracks, I would want to do the breakdown at the last track just because want them to. And
0: fucker says Jeff, <laughs> sunflower. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> I think we should give them shape fucker though. I think we both clearly agree that's the track. Yep. One last thing is, I mean, not only is this just like a lot heavier, they they're using more downtuned guitars too. I think that's worth noting. It's like. It's more in like a modern metalcore vein, like Code Orange, than it is like botch anymore.
1: Yeah, American Acupuncture was good, but this is definitely uh, a different it, styling. They're, they're, they're beefing it up.
0: They've modernized their sound, I yeah. think, is ultimately what's, what's happened here. But yeah, it's, it's cool to see a band that didn't really have like the biggest following back in the days to sort of like make a good comeback with some like strong material. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to hearing uh, more from this band. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Shapefucker, which is track one from Cosmo Fuck Pioneers, which is the Kidnap soundtrack's new EP that came out back in January. Here we go. so that was Shapefucker which is track one from Cosmo Fuck Pioneers which is the Kidnap Soundtrack's new EP that came out back in January sorry about that folks Uh, for some reason they don't have a band camp and they don't YouTube Fredboat doesn't recognize fucking YouTube links so and FM Bot is not working either as far as I know so last we're going to talk about Long Way Down and Long Way Down are a metalcore band from Savannah, Georgia. And they just dropped their new EP Until There's Nothing Left on March 14th via Zegama Beach Records. And this this is some melodic metalcore with some, like, chromatic breakdowns that really harkens back to the MySpace days.
1: Um... Very early aughts metalcore, uh, really bringing like this early Dead to Fall, Coma Eternal, uh, Seven Angels, well, Seven Plagues, yeah, that's Misery all, Signals. The, the the vocals are we're just naming bands now. Vocals are so <laughs> fucking on point. Um, I got to say, Long Way Down, the name of this band, every time I say it or read it, uh, I think of the Goo Goo, uh, Goo Goo Dolls track, Long Way Down, which is a banger track from Goo <laughs> Goo, Goo Dolls. Uh, but uh, do you ever get that or not? You know?
0: I, I've never heard that. Tra- not. I don't know what that track sounds like. I do like the Goo Goo Dolls, though, for what it's worth.
1: Did you know that their first two albums were on Metal, Metal Blade? Blade? I do. so fucking crazy. Metal Blade yeah.
0: made like serious money on that record. I'm pretty sure that's what that... Label was like built on. Yeah, they did too,
1: out. eighty-seven and eighty-nine or something like that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Long Way Down. I just uh, let me let us know what uh, where you get your name from because uh, if it's from Goo Dolls, sick and something else, okay. is it from the Goo Dolls? <laughs>
0: is it from the Goo Dolls? Uh, anyways, what's uh, your favorite Goo Dolls track? <laughs> uh, but, Do you like Goo Dolls? <laughs> <laughs> let us God know. In th- let us know in the comments. <laughs> Fucker, <laughs> your favorite Goo Dolls track.
1: But this this every time uh, I listen to Long Way Down, specifically <laughs> this new release. Uh, Takes me down just a rabbit hole of that of early aughts metalcore. I start thinking of other bands, not like, oh, they sound like this. Like, no, it just it's it's so it's, it's in that much, promising.
0: That young band sound boy.
1: is so fucking like special and unique that they really just like time traveled back. Um so I wanna say just kudos. It, it's an amazing sound really heavy Zeo vibes overall, I'd mm. say, uh, especially with those skaty vocals and everything. Um, by far, this is my favorite from this this episode. Oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's I'm glad to hear you say that. I, I feel like there is almost two bands on this release, though, is sort of my critique in that there is like... The opening and closing tracks are so disparate mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the middle of the album. Like, there is... Like, They're really like occupying like one territory that is more like mosh-centric and then another that is like melodic metalcore.
1: Absolutely. It is two separate uh, albums in a way. I I do, halfway through, I caught myself, um, I wouldn't say getting bored, but I wasn't as juiced from the tracks. And I was like, oh, everything's kind of slowing down a little bit. There's a distinct
0: valley is how I would describe it. And Ah. that starts with the melodic portion sort of maybe outstaying their welcome and then the middle track being... Sort of a um, an instrumental with like a vocal sample. It's like a movie sample.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that, yeah, that was sort of. They did sort of lose me in the middle of the EP, but it's like the opening and the closing are so strong that it's it's kind of hard to not to not like it. Like it's what they're doing is not super innovative or new, but it's like it's quality for sure. So if you like that 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 talent, <laughs> Well, I'm just really, really I mean, if today. they're
1: telling, if they, if they were to tell me like, you know, we, we are just, we are a metalcore band. I would be like, God damn, you definitely are yeah. like, you're just, you're doing this, the, the genre justice basically. Um, I, uh, long way down. I love the styling of what you guys do. Um, it overall, it was really hard to pick like a favorite track. Um, honestly, the, the opener was it's the opener. Yeah. Okay. Uh, every, every breath taken. Mm. Goddamn. It was amazing, dude. Just kicks down the door.
0: Yeah, the closing track is also very strong as well. It's more of like a a breakdown fest, though. So, yeah, I I feel like the opening track is a bit more on like the the chaotic hardcore side. It's probably more akin to the stuff that we normally share on the podcast.
1: And just like we were saying in the beginning, shout out to the Daves uh, for uh, doing this one on Zegama Beach this time. So, spotting the the good bands. Always putting
0: out quality. Yep. They should start paying us for this. (laughs) (laughs) Literally every episode, it's just like four Zegama Beach bands. Y'all busy. Yeah. It's good shit. So, all right. So, we're going to go ahead and play for you Every Breath Taken, which is track one from Long Way Down's new EP, Until There's Nothing Left, which came out on March 14th via ZBR. Here we go. All right, so that was Every Breath Taken, which is track one from Until There's Nothing Left, which is Long Way Down's new EP that came out on March 14th via ZBR. So before we wrap this up, uh, first of all, thank you so much. If you made it to the end of the podcast, and if you like what you heard, please do us a solid and leave us five stars on Spotify. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Uh, Leave us a comment on the episode on SoundCloud. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mathcoreindex at gmail.com I'm trying to catch up on our email queue and our DMs which are so fucking deep it's it's, it's crazy I, I appreciate all the messages that I get um but I'm having a really hard time keeping up so forgive me if I take a long time like fully 18 months to respond to some people because <laughs> we've literally got messages from like May of 2021 that I haven't even opened yet I'm doing my best though um but yeah uh so thank you so much for listening, especially to our Patreon supporters in the live cast chat. And again, if you want to get some cool benefits like being a part of the live livecast, uh, hearing some extra conversation that gets cut, and access to our Discord and AnimeCast, definitely check out our Patreon too. So I guess that about wraps it up for the 96th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian.
1: And I'm your co-host, Levi.
0: And we'll be back in a couple weeks with some more sick underground bands. Good night and... Stay beautiful.